At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. This week on Pod on Pod, we're going to be discussing the BS report from Bill Simmons, Grantland.com and ESPN.com. You can find links to the BS report. And of course, you can find it in iTunes, Stitcher, and pretty much everywhere else you can find a podcast too. Every week on Pod on Pod, we review a different podcast to try to find your next favorite show for you or help you find your next favorite show. And we do that by breaking down the at the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Podcast based on uh, content, the audio quality, the host likability, and the production values. Uh, we also talk about our favorite moments on the show, and then we now are going to try to give you, thanks to a listener suggestion last week, we're going to try to give you an elevator pitch for the show. Uh, as we wrap things up before we rate it with earbuds a lot of shows use stars or thumbs up uh, we use earbuds in and you can get all the way up to two earbuds from each of us we'll tell you more about that in a little, little while right now let's get straight to it and start telling you about the bs report from bill simmons who the heck is bill simmons josh he is uh, an employee of espn who likes to say controversial yet true things and be suspended or if you're a different kind of guy, you might say he's a guy who likes to say a controversial thing whenever he wants to take a nice vacation. Which he probably that, – that's a very good point. He's done this a couple of times and there is a large segment of people who even listen to him or read his columns uh, with ESPN and Grantland.com. That will tell you he's doing it on purpose. It's not about making a stand on the issue. It's about he knew he would get suspended uh, and he wanted some time off. And it's hard to do that when you're as prominent a figure as he is for as big a company as ESPN. I also still associate him with being a basketball guy. Well, I mean, he is a basketball guy. From listening to the BS report, I mean, basketball is only a season, you know. Oh, yeah, But his I gotcha. podcasts come out, you know, every week. So he's he's definitely becoming more of a general sports guy. 
Yeah, well, and I think that's a matter of ESPN taking what they know is a very uh, a good talent and trying to spread him around into other a- avenues that they have available as a as a giant media conglomerate that they are. Uh, Bill Simmons started out as the sports guy. That's uh, even still how he's addressed sometimes on ESPN and Grantland.com. He was a sports writer. He had a website once upon a time, and I think he wrote for some newspapers. Eventually, he hooked up with ESPN, and from there, he started podcasting. As a matter of fact, he was one of the very first podcasts that I that I listened to personally. Once I got my iPhone and maybe even the few weeks while I was anticipating the iPhone, I started listening to some podcasts on my computer and I think the BS report was there already. So we're talking back in like 2007, 2006, he was already not just established but well established as a at least weekly podcaster. I'll take your word for it. That's longevity, man. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Here's the other thing. His format hasn't really changed much. So let's move into the content of this show itself. What he does is he talks not only to prominent figures in the sports world, but also in pop culture and then yeah. news in general. Occasionally he'll have a political figure that has a real interest in sports. And I'm thinking specifically about he's interviewed the president, for goodness sakes. He had the president on this podcast. Well, sometimes he interviews people that have no idea about sports. Recently, just to catch up, I, I listened to the uh, Lena Dunham episode, which is a fine episode. But it has almost nothing to do with sports. Well, in that case, I think he only interviews her not because she's a hot figure in pop culture, but because specifically that's a show he loves and oh, is yeah. invested yeah. in. Yeah. And like he's got a weekly uh, – once Game of Thrones is on, he's every episode that comes out, he and a buddy talk about the episode as part of his podcast. Here's one thing as far as the content of the show that sort of irks me. Oh, I wonder if we have the same thing because I have one thing that really just just grinds my gears. It is inconsistently released. That's the thing that irks me the most. Oh, sometimes, that doesn't bother me at all. Sometimes he puts out two a week or three a week. Sometimes he doesn't. He only puts out one. Sometimes he'll skip no, no, a I'm week. Surpri- I'm surprised that you have an issue with that because – so we talked about uh, the Monet Dixon line and how they come out so infrequently. I mean it may be three months before a new one comes out. And then it's kind of a refreshing breeze that that passes yes. through your way, right? To someone who has a large rotation of podcasts, this is this is one where you can kind of ignore and then catch up on on a long trip. There's going to be certain times where episodes are going to be a point. So, for example, the newest episode is the day after the Super Bowl. That's going to be one you're going to want to listen to within that week. Well, especially this year uh, for the uh, superb owl that took place last night. Well, and here is what gets under my skin about him. He's such a Boston homer. Well, that's what I was going to say. Holy jeez. He is. He's a huge Boston fan, Celtics fan, Patriots fan. Uh, I, I don't Red know that Sox. he follows the Bruins, but yes, he does follow the Red yeah, Sox. Yeah, I can't – t- sometimes I just can't take it. Like you can't make – not every – you cannot refer – and, and people in Boston are going to go nuts over this and and – and uh, this is going to be kind of sacrilege. You can't refer – you can't use a Boston historical sports reference for every important event that happens in life. You just can't. <laughs> I think if you're a Boston fan, you'll disagree with that oh, strongly. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, and you'll argue which one should be said. Uh, so, so Bill is a, a huge Boston uh, homer and a, a huge Boston fan. And so I I have not listened to the most recent episode. The, he's got uh, cousin Sal, which and is his on. Father. I would 
I would say that Cousin Sal is probably on 30%, if not more of the episodes. He's on, when he's got multiple shows per week, which yeah. is most of the calendar year now, Cousin Sal's on at least once a week. Talk, and that, like during the NFL season, they talk about the lines, and they, they bet with each other uh, right. throughout the year, mm-hmm. uh, th- or throughout the season. I say bet, not bet, but they have an ongoing, you know, picking the lines, picking against the lines, I should say. And this week, I'm sure he's discussing the Patriots win, as is... Um, Bill's father, who is, a, again, a huge Patriots fan and Boston sports fan in general. Uh, my favorite episodes, though, is when he goes outside the world of sports. Especially, I love it when I love his Game of Thrones episodes because he cannot keep up with the characters. He calls everybody by what they look like. It's you know, it's the short guy and it's the, the blonde haired guy with the one hand, and it's the who's oh, the, see, who's that the would mountain? drive me crazy. Like, once that in a would while, he'll baddie. I I think it's fascinating because it's a peek into for me as a super geeky guy what a more normal person the way that they deal with that show. He loves that show just as much as you or I do, but because he's never read the books and because he does not have the mind to memorize the minutia of the just going doesn't have of the time. Really. Yeah. He's, he's focused on too many other things mm-hmm. in his life. That show, he lets it wash over him and he doesn't think about all of the interconnectedness and, and the long thousand year history, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a nice peek into how normal people watch what is a super popular show in game of Thrones. I'll agree with what you said to begin that point, and that was some of my favorite episodes are the one where he, the ones where he goes outside of sports. So Bill Burr had sports in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Lena Donna didn't, but they were great. He he really is. He's great at interviewing, man. He's great at having guests because it's never you never feel like he's talking at them, just like you never feel like he's talking at you. It's always he's he's creating a dialogue. I think we've already sort of transitioned over into host likability, but let's continue with that. I, I agree with you, and I tell you, the, my favorite thing about Bill, I, I love him, by the way. I'm a big Bill Simmons fan. I read his columns. I especially love his mailbags uh, as he comments uh, between uh, the uh, emails that he gets from li- from listeners and readers. I love his podcast, but my favorite thing about him is that personality that he brings to it. And the reason why I think he's such a good inter- – I don't think he's really that great an interviewer. I think the people that he brings on his show are people and topics that he's genuinely interested in and that he just lets yeah, that, that could shine. Yeah, that, that could be the trick to it, yeah. He's like the smartest guy in the bar that you hung out in all the time. Except he's maybe a little bit more likable than that guy, and now he's getting paid to do it. Well, sometimes I feel like what makes him likable is he'll ask certain questions, right? Especially to people who really aren't from the sports world, and I, I just feel like he's catering to them. And I'm like, what a like? I don't understand the point of that question. I don't like if you just want them to speak about sports or their thoughts or their feelings. What a silly question to ask. I wonder. Like I don't think he's got a lot of like editorial oversight. I don't think there's a lot of people telling him what to put in and what not to put in. Oh, I would doubt it. Yeah, at this point. But every now and again, there's a question like that that I'm like, I wonder if somebody's telling him you got to make this more sportsy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It feels that way occasionally. Uh, let's move over into production values. Talk about the way they put this show together. I sort of hate the intro. The, the first of all, there's a disclaimer. Uh, the the BS report is a, um, a free flowing conversation, conversation that sometimes hits on the explicit, yeah, or something a, like that. Uh, adult topics or yeah, mature yeah. topics, yeah, or yeah, something like that. And, and and then it goes into and there's a couple of little funny sound bites of like a guy describing Bill Simmons, and then sort of loud rock music. It 
is jarring. I don't think it fits the show. And the other thing is it hasn't been updated almost at all well, over the, the entire run of the podcast. Well, yeah, there, there you go. At this, at, at this point, like how many shows have, a, uh, have an intro from 2007, 2006? Yeah, just if just a couple would even have the option of having an intro from that far back, right? So it's kind of antique, man. Yeah, it's I vintage. guess so. Uh, you know, there aren't uh, any sounders during the show, really. Uh, every now and again, you'll hear a phone dial or a you know a dial tone or something like that, but they don't play sound effects. They don't have like segment liners or anything like that. Just music which intro, is pretty unique, music outro, which is pretty unique with a sports show. It really is. Yeah. All the other shows on ESPN have dings and dangs and dongs and everything's going on and it's it's you know it's sounds more like radio. Yeah. His does not sound like radio really. Let's talk about the audio quality. Bill is generally well recorded when they have guests in house, those sound great too and you can even see they've got a YouTube page the Grantland uh, folks do and you can see videos of a lot of these same interviews that are put right. out on the podcast. They they're filming them at the same time. But there are so many of his interviews that take place over the phone. I, I, Cousin Sal's almost always over the phone, right? Yeah, yeah, and it never sounds great. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it's passable. But I just feel like for a show that does this many regular guests on the phone, I wish they would come up with a better way to get those guys on. Well, there's, it, there's always going to be an issue with quality on the phone. There just always is. Well, sure. I mean, that's like saying at this point, I feel like saying – Oh, the phone interviews don't sound as great. It's kind of like saying, "Oh, hey, you know the way that people should record their podcasts when they're not in the studio is by the, doing the like double Skype uh, front load flippity flop, yeah, whatever it is right. we're going to call it." It's the double Skype front load flippity flop. Yeah, but <laughs> but I feel like this is going to be an issue that is that is prevalent amongst podcasts. Is going to be like we should just be able to say at this point, look, there's phone interviews. And the listeners should know by this point going, eh, it's going to be a little wonky quality. Yes, but I'm saying of all uh, of all the shows to discuss this issue, this is the guy. He's got ESPN. He's got Disney behind him. Throw money at the, at the problem and get Cousin Sal a digital connection somehow. You're going to have him on the show once a week in, in, in uh, you know, a three-episode week. Get him a digital connection one way or the other. It's ticking Are me you going to stop listening because of it? I don't listen to Cousin Sal episodes, uh, episodes, not just because of that, but it's one of the reasons why I'm like, I don't mind scratching those off generally. You know? Well, I, I'm just going to remember to never have you run my business because that's just a terrible waste of money. <laughs> All right, then. Fine. Uh, let's talk about our elevator pitch, why don't we? How would you sell this show to somebody? Well, I mean, it's typically if I'm selling, am I selling it to a Bostonian? No, you're selling it to a general podcast listener. Your average podcast listener, how would and they say, "Hey, why does anybody listen to the BUS report?" I, I've got thirty seconds in this elevator. Here's why I think the average person should give the BS report a shot. It is broad enough in the conversations that they have to be very open to the average casual sports fan, which is what most people are now. There are very few crazy sports fanatics. Generally, people watch a large cross-section of sports. People don't just watch football or don't just watch basketball. People now watch everything thanks to places like ESPN that now make it available, right? Because a lot of states, like, say, Mississippi, doesn't have a pro sports team. 
So they're going to be fans of everything, and now they can be fans of everything. And because of that, it makes the BS report very attractive to a broad cross-section of sports fans. The first 30 seconds, that was great. I, I jumped off the elevator a while back, and I died a horrible death in the middle of, of that uh, uh, spiel there. So edited. Here's what I'm going to say. It's like the smart guy from your college English lit class uh, interviews newsmakers and not-so-famous people from the world of sports and pop culture. I say not-so-famous people because, you know, he does have his cousin Sal on there and his father, who aren't famous people outside of being related to Bill Simmons. I would uh, not listen to that show based on that pitch. Uh, all right, then. I oh, this is going to be a great. Oh my! This is going to be awesome. We're going to start doing these pitches. Listeners are going to be like, you know, based on Joel's pitch, I gave it a shot, or based on Josh's all pitch, right, I gave it, it a shot, and then we'll, we'll see who the better salesman in salesman is. Because our goal is to get people to listen to as much podcast content as possible absolutely I'm, I'm trying to replace all of your media intake with podcasting just like my wife says mine has been real quick before we write the thing do you have any favorite episodes generally we talk about favorite moments but you and i listen to so much of this show over the many years that it's been on in particular lately i love the chris rock episode that was only i think a few weeks back that was a great one maybe a couple of months back now but uh, that was a particularly good interview. As you said, the interview with Lena Dunham was a pretty good one, too. I love yeah, it was interesting. I love every single episode that he has Chuck Klosterman on. I was, I was just going to say any Chuck Klosterman episode. He, Chuck Klosterman is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He and Bill Simmons really get along generally, and their conversations are amazing. All right, so check it out, grantland.com, ESPN.com, or just search for The BS Report in your podcast app. Josh, what are you going to rate this thing? Earbuds, we can give it zero, one, two, half earbud somewhere in there. So I don't listen to a whole lot of sports podcasts, and the ones that I listen to are very team-specific. As far as any of the ESPN podcasts out there, this is the one that I listen to. So I'm going to give it a one point. Five. Nice. Yeah, one and a half. I'm going to give it a 2.0 uh, in spite of the technical issues that I have with it. I was so wet. God, I was hoping you were going to give it anything but a 2.0, and I was going to bust you on no, it it's, so it's, bad. It, look, he is one of the most consistent, longest running. He's one of the best podcasters out there. How can I not get behind it? Well, no, I know how right. I know how much you listen to this show. I, I know do. how much you listen to it. So if you gave it anything but a 2.0, I was like, dude, I can't trust anything you say now. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, now that we've wrapped up our review of the BS Report this week, that means we can get to listener feedback. Josh, I, I got this from lots of people, so I'm not going to give a specific credit to them. We're just going to own up to it. Big Mia Culpa. Last week, we reviewed Hello Internet yeah, featuring CGP Grey. You mean CPG Grey or and PCG Brady, Grey? Brady Haran. No, yeah. his name is CGP Grey. I said it wrong several times. I thought you had said it wrong, too, and then you pointed out to me, that's not true. You said it once, stumbled over it, acknowledged that it was difficult to say. And then went to just calling him gray. <laughs> you did the smart thing. Yeah. I'm the idiot that, that kept stumbling through it over and over again. Uh, yeah, I want, I want to say it was um, you know, Vince Scully, the great Dodger sports announcer, only calls people by their last names now. Because he's gotten so old and so many names filter through. Like he says a Gonzalez now, and it could be a Gonzalez that he names from the seventies. He just doesn't want to have the wrong one. So he just, right. So he just just as a rule of thumb, he generally calls uh he makes calls by last names only. 
just so he doesn't make a mistake like that. So I thought I, I channeled my inner Scully. That was that was very nice. Uh, we also got some feedback online. Hashtag beep yes. Uh, we got zero feedback so far with hashtag beep no. We've right. only gotten a handful of responses, uh, but one of those came uh, from Travis Langley, actually. He's the producer for for The Last Gentleman that we reviewed a few weeks back. He emailed us this week. He says, uh, Dear Josh and Joel, sorry to keep bugging you. I just want to say that I just finished listening to last week's episode, and I think you guys should totally review Guys We Beeped. This is a show that I listen to every week and a show that I thought I would not like when I first checked it out. I'm hooked on it. I find it so interesting to listen to and it's a, a must for you guys to review as well thanks travis langley i'm i'm you know what I, i'm with travis anytime travis has given us uh his thoughts or opinions on a show i'm generally right in line with him uh in fact rachel and i took a trip this weekend i know you and 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 kelly did too we didn't go nearly as far as you did but on the drive i made it a point to play guys we and to get her perspective from it like like, and is the reason that I'm interested or like just kind of fascinated by this show, is it simply because it's about two girls talking about sex? Is that like, is that what it is? Is it, is it a prurient interest? <laughs> sure. Yes. So I, I got her to listen to, um, to some of it and, um. No, I don't feel so bad. Well, I've got an idea for how we can review the show. I, I, I have the perfect time and place for us to review it. I think that we should review it uh, the week of April 1st for April F- Fool's Day, and we will put out two versions of the episode. We'll put out one version that will be marked as explicit content in iTunes, so you won't stumble upon it accidentally. Uh, it'll be marked in Stitcher as explicit content, et cetera, et cetera. And that one will be fully unedited for content anyway all of our uh, dirty words and uh, adult uh, uh, discussions will be available for you to hear okay there will be a second episode put out either on the same day or maybe right after that will instead be completely beeped so any questionable term or vulgar word will be beeped out and i think even if you don't have any interest in listening to an explicit or adult situational type podcast review, whether it had dirty words in it or not, I think you'll still get a chuckle out of listening to that one. I uh, I can see the joy on your face about this idea. It's so, a great idea. So I don't want to poo-poo it too bad. It's dumb. Oh, come on. It'd and be here's fun. why. Now that it's even in our heads that there's going to be two versions, one beeped, one not beeped, we are automatically, subconsciously going to use more foul language just to try to get the beep count up for the April Fool's Day beeped version. I wasn't thinking so much about foul language, but there are there are lots of Sure, sure, but we're going to body gonna, terms and things that we don't normally say in this podcast that wouldn't th- be family friendly. Regardless, regardless in our head at that point is going to be I wonder what the beep count is. <laughs> All right, all right, fair enough. Well, uh, again, we we continue so to I like your I feedback. Don't think it's a, I don't think it's a great idea. You are in love with the idea. You're practically married to this idea. If that's what the listeners want, we'll do it. And but I'm going to try to be straightforward. Yes. Hashtag BPS. 
Hashtag beep no. Continue to let us know what you think about that. All right, one more before we wrap up this uh, episode. This comes from Greg. My name's Greg. I'm an avid podcast listener from the UK, currently based in France. I still find it hard to relax whilst uh, listening to French radio as I am still developing my language skills. So English language podcasts are a big part of my listening life. I came to your podcast, like many other listeners, through Stuff You Should Know and appreciated your breakdown of their show. And I look forward to discovering more great stuff with Pod on Pod. Here's some show feedback. During the listener mail section of your review of Hello Internet, I was really impressed by how open you both were to the constructive criticism of one listener, so I've decided to contribute some of my own. Fantastic. I would like to suggest that you switch the order of audio quality and content. I started Pod on Pod by listening to your review of two of my favorites, Stuff You Should Know and The Bugle, in order to form my opinion of your tastes and skills as objective podcast reviewers, so my content knowledge of these shows preexisted. I then decided to discover something new through your review of Hello Internet, spent about 10 minutes still pretty confused as to what that Hello Internet was actually about. (laughs) Though your reviews of audio quality are very good, and obviously informed by experience, might I suggest that the content of the show is the first thing I need to understand in order to know whether or not I need to hear the whole review. Greg, we've heard this before, and generally we have started putting content first. Hello Internet was one of those. I think the reason why we ended up talking about audio quality first is because I wanted to mention the blog post that they had just recently posted, talking about how they make their show. And then secondarily, as we mentioned last week, the content's sort of hard to put your finger on exactly what that show's about. That's true. That's very true. And I'm with these guys on switching up the uh, the order. Dude, I'm just going to be from listening to and breaking down and reviewing and just kind of looking at podcasts that way. So many of them. I think the most important thing of a podcast is host likability. If you don't like the person, and the content's great. You're not going to listen. But if you like the person, the content's not always great. You're going to listen. I want to say that it is otherwise, but I have a podcast and I'm not going to say it specifically, but I have a podcast that I've ditched because I dislike the guy. And the content's great, and yeah. the audio quality's good, right. but I dislike it. Like, one too many times he said something that I was like, not only are you wrong, but you're a jerk. And I was like, I'm done with that podcast now. So people people often are like, no, I need to know. The, uh, we get a lot of feedback of I need to know the content of the show before I, before I listen to it. Yes, that is very, very, very important. Greg also says... I would like to praise you guys for searching hard to uh, for searching hard to break out of the two white guys talking about stuff they like format. Not that that isn't a good one. Stuff you should know is a good case in point. I don't know how you could do it, but maybe you could consider opening up your discussion to include foreign language podcasts and in so doing truly embrace the worldwide anyone can do it nature of podcasting. French podcasts are a big part of my language learning regime right now, as I know other foreign language podcasts are for others. Many are presented in a clearer, slower flow than radio, and they also add a healthy dose of local culture and entertainment. Maybe you can include a few non-English or other special interest podcasts by ending the show with a short rundown of listener-reviewed suggestions after the main review has finished. I really enjoy when you chuck in a few extra titles as a footnote to the full review, and I often discover more than one show I love through a single episode of POP. Thanks for a quality broadcast. That comes from Greg Shelton, a uh, UKer in France. You know, he makes he, uh, he makes a very good point of something that I've thought of before in the past because I don't think I do a good job of speaking well on the podcast. No um, vocabulary is too good. Exactly. And there's whenever there's podcasters that do it fantastically I'm in awe of sure a lot of that's editing right but still it just whenever it just sounds so fantastic and for him to point out that 
foreign language podcasts or podcasts in general have a different pacing than TV or radio, he's spot on because I often feel like I speak too quickly or sometimes I feel like I speak too slowly. And whenever I go back and listen, I'm like, wow, I, I was actually talking faster than I thought that I was. Or, man, I was talking really like I took my time getting there. Mm-hmm. And I think in general, podcasts do have a slower pacing. And that's a great point for foreign language podcasts or people trying to trying to immerse themselves in a foreign language to learn. I think that's a fantastic tip. It is. And it's also a great suggestion for us to include some foreign language podcasts. We, we, in our very theme song, uh, Adam mentions, do you want to learn a language? Uh, and and uh, as if we're going to do that. We do have plans, as a matter of fact, to do um, – a trifecta episode, or actually a couple of trifecta episodes on this topic. We talked about it before. We would do three different how to yeah. learn Spanish and three yeah, different yeah. how to learn French podcasts, maybe. Um, that's a, that's one way that we're going to try to reach into this area a little bit. Here's another idea that I, I, I just had when I got this email from Greg. We can talk it out, see what you think about it, see what our listeners think about it. What if we solicited, as he suggested, listener-reviewed uh, suggested podcasts. Hey, if you're a foreign listener or if you're an English speaker that is trying to learn another language or has learned another language and listens to a foreign language podcast that you'd love to tell us about, send us an audio, send us in an email, and give us a little elevator pitch for that show where we can find it, and we'll pass that along to our listeners from time to time. Right on. All right. So that's this week's review of the BS Report on Pod on Pod. Until next week, check out podonpod.com. And uh, we'll be back next week with a review of the Savage Lovecast just in time for Valentine's Day. Until next week. I'm Josh. I'm Joel. Goodbye, everybody. Pod on Pod is a proud member of the Procast Network, a Procreate production. Procreate is a community of artists in film, music, the digital arts, and fine arts that helps them connect and collaborate on projects. You can find out more at teamprocreate.com. For more great podcasts from the Procast Network, check out Movie Buzzed. Every week, your host, Zach, and some special guests review a new film. It's time for good friends, a great movie, and a good buzz. The Pod on Pod theme song was written and produced by Adam Dale. You can find more information about him on our website. Our musical guest this week is The Great Northern.
At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.